You're listening to Checking In, a self-help book club hosted by Adam and Amber, where we read self-help books each week and sit down to talk about them. Disclaimer, the opinions recorded on this podcast are our own and do not reflect the authors mentioned here. Hey folks, welcome back to the second season of the Checking In Book Club podcast. How are you feeling now, Amber? Feeling now? Yeah. I mean, I'm still kind of aggravated. <laughs> From last season. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have been taking a really good break, I think, um, and listening to like all the true, pro- true crime podcasts that I like. Um, I've also been taking a comedy class over the break, which has been really cool and fun and exciting. And helpful? Yeah. No, it's been really helpful. Um, when I'm like writing for the podcast, like, I mean, it's not like we write like really, really strict scripts. I was about to say, if you're writing for the podcast, I need in on whatever (laughs) Google Doc that we have. No, I mean, like, I have, like, I have had jokes written for the podcast, like, before I started taking the class, like, I would write out, like, oh, that was funny. Like, (laughs) let me just write this down. So I don't forget. I mean, like, I just forget. Like, but if y'all thinking I'm just, like, here off the cuff, like, razzle-dazzling everybody, then you're wrong. Oh, shit. I am officially razzle-dazzling everybody. (laughs) Um, What I've been up to is recording a bunch of stuff. My band is working on a covers EP, which might be actually a covers album. Uh, because we keep on adding ideas to the pot and going, no, that's a very good idea. We should do that. Um, And I keep on doing that thing that I do where I start working on a recording and then all of a sudden I'm finished with it and nobody else has gotten a chance to get in on it. So then I turn it over to the other guitarist in the band and say, can you maybe delete some of the things I've done and and redo them? Are you all going to be covering Kenny White Shepherd? My favorite guitarist of all time. <laughs> Can we talk about what a douche Kenny Wayne Shepherd is? No, that's not what this podcast is. Ah, that's for a completely different podcast. <laughs> I should have him on as a guest, but to like do a between two ferns type thing where I just <laughs> mess with him the entire time. I started another podcast. Yeah. Uh, I while... was going to say, you didn't even talk about your other podcast you had started. Yeah, I started a podcast that I've actually had in mind since 2020, and I've been trying to come up with a title for it and come up with an outline for how each episode is going to go. And from time to time, I'll, I'll jot down little ideas for it. But the idea is that I hate small talk. I don't know if you've ever noticed that, um, <laughs> but I hate small talk. I like talking about like the big stuff and the big questions. Well, then and- you're really going to hate this book we're about to talk about. Yeah, the look on my face, if only the listeners could see that. But the point of it is that, for example, I've been playing guitar since I was like eight years old, Mm -hmm. and I've gathered, I've got so many thoughts about it. And there's, you know, there's stuff that I'm actively thinking about and working on when I'm on stage or practicing, and it's different stuff than what. I was working on when I was a teenager. It would be interesting to be able to have some perspective on that. Mm -hmm. Plus, 
there's so many people that I've learned from. There's so many people that I know in the scene around here. There's people I know around the country that have like just great troves of uh, experience and wisdom on the subject of what it is that they do. Like, what is it that you're doing when you're on stage? What is it that you're doing when you're on mic in the studio? Like, what is it that you're working on? And I ask them questions about that. I've already had um, Mel from Royal Thunder on as a guest. It's not up yet. I'm going to get a few episodes taped. But um, what's the name of my podcast again? I came up with the name so recently that I don't even remember it. <laughs> um, I had to... Power make, and volume. Yeah, I had to make the little graphic art for it. Um, Triangles. You're really good. Yeah, no, I'm not a graphic designer, so I was like... It's your passion, though. I was like... This looks this looks okay. Triangles. Um <laughs> that's cool. That's what cool kids It's because like. it's because I'm a Teletubby. And <laughs> would you be the triangle one, the gay one? Probably. Is he the triangle? I, I would be remember. I would be the straight one that's got the fucking triangle and the purple and all that shit. Yeah, like, he's gay. Like, I don't give a shit what y'all think of me. I think he's gay. Yeah. That I think that was determined a long time ago. Okay. Well you're the gay one. Yeah. I want to be the Straight There's up. like one that's like that's like um, <laughs> racially ambiguous. Mm. Like it's like darker skin than the rest of them for some reason. But like they're aliens, so it's I don't know. Any, why are we talking about Teletubbies? I don't know. That this is for uh, your Teletubbies podcast um, that you started during the break. I was gonna say you. Uh, I listened to um, Adam's recording, and you're a really good interviewer. I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly I flip over to accepting compliments and it's just alarming and off-putting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I I don't like making small talk with people. I like interviewing people. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean I appreciate that. <laughs> and I Mel and I had a really good time and I was on almost in tears a couple of times. Um but I think that at least some of our listeners who like music and uh, and listening to me talk to people <laughs> are probably going to like it. Me like Mel is super interesting. She's had like a really interesting life. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go ahead and drop the teaser now, the little little blurb. Like she was in a cult. Okay, are y'all in now? Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm are you already trying to like attract the white women listeners. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um... Basic. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to put up like a dry erase board in here. This is like, it's been blank days since someone has cried on recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a dry erase board right there. Yeah, we'll just have to do that. We just got to start doing it. You know, that's all there is to it. We got to stop <laughs> planning this whole thing and just like get to it. Um, today's book is Flirtology. By author Gene Smith, right. who narrates at least my version of the audiobook. And yeah, I thought, I mean, I couldn't find it on anything except for Apple Books. So I yeah. had to like reopen that one. But um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a different, I thought it was a different narrator the whole time. <laughs> she, um, this is. Oh. You said she says she narrated it, but I obviously was not paying attention. <laughs> yeah, I could see, I could see how. <laughs> I might have. I obviously uh, like wasn't 
clued in yet. Let me read a little bit of her bio from her website, which I'm just going to go ahead and say it now, uh, flirtology.com, and y'all can read along. Jean is a social and cultural anthropologist specializing in flirting behavior and human interactions. She's been featured in the international media, you all know what that is, for two decades <laughs> and has just had her second book published by Penguin Random House. Cool. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Boss Wait, babe. Random House and Penguin used to be two different things, right? I don't know. I, I Maybe not. But sometimes, <laughs> you know, I'll see like... Maybe she's had... I don't know. I don't know. I'll see where record labels have merged, and yeah. I'll be surprised. because, well, like, unfortunately, the, those industries are just, like, hemorrhaging money at this point. They're so. drying up. Yeah, so it's like, okay, we got to combine to get, like, one rich guy's money. Like, so we got to combine. Right. <laughs> um, the investors is drying up. I just want to say, before we get into this, we had, like... Our books planned out pretty much for the season. We had them picked out. We had, and then Adam comes up and throws this one. It's like, I want to do this one first. And I'm just like, all right. I mean, I don't care. <laughs> well, there was another one I wanted to do first, and it wasn't self helpy enough. Yeah. But you were like, let's just do this one. And I was like, uh, sure. And um, yeah, I just want to say that I'm not responsible for this. Yeah. This one is, uh, <laughs> this was my idea. He just needs to learn how to flirt, I guess. So my issue is that, and I think that this, the where I've arrived with my theory is uh, based on kind of stepping back from the situation and realizing that maybe it's not so much about me. But I have had multiple exes say, why were you just flirting with her? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I was just talking to her mm-hmm. like that was that was the server in the restaurant. <laughs> and I was, you know, asking for recommendation, giving my order. How was that flirting? And I've had multiple people say, like, you know, Ad- Adam, you were, you know, you're really flirting with that person. And it could even be like you were really flirting with that guy, <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, holy crap, I need to figure out like what flirting is because like unless I'm like this close to actually being able to get you in bed I have no idea when I'm flirting with somebody <laughs> how close <laughs> feet inches oh. um you know what I mean he says to the girlfriend sitting across I- from him <laughs> uh, no you don't know what I mean so um what what were your initial impressions of the book? Um, I are you talking about like before we read it, like my cover? Yeah, instincts. So yeah, before we got into it, I thought it was going to be, I don't know, like a little bit, you know, like how? What am I trying to say? Like the whole like rush of self-help in the dating realm that's very like shiny and positive and cutesy that's kind of what I thought it would be and I just feel like in the last like 10 or 15 years there's been like you know sorry ma'am there's been like 
tons of authors like this woman just like churning out like stuff for women to learn how to date, you know, like, or not learn how to date, but like have what they feel like they're going into a dating world where, you know, they have all the tools they need, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I just feel like that's just been a thing lately. And that's, I was just like, oh, it's another one of these like type of things. Okay. So what I was trying to not do was get a book on uh, dating. And I was really excited that this book was about flirting because flirting is definitely something that I need to wrap my mind around better and understand better. And that's unfortunately not what this book is. This is not a book on flirting. It's just called Flirtology because it's a catchier title than like Datology. <laughs> so I feel like I got bait and switched a little bit. Because as I listened to this book, and I'm listening out for, like, how to flirt, there's nothing. <laughs> I don't feel like there's anything in this book about flirting. I mean, I think they have, like, some examples on how to flirt. But are were you looking for more like a step-to-step kind of guide? Because I feel like those types of things are out there, but I feel like it's like pickup artisty. Yeah, type and I stuff. don't I don't like that either. Yeah, like, no, I, I didn't think you would. I just want to understand why I'm constantly being accused of flirting <laughs> when I'm making regular conversation with people. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just your vibe cuz I mean like it's not that I I don't necessarily disagree like your friends sometimes describe you as flirty. I don't know. Like But am I fun? Yeah. I don't think it's a bad thing. Do you think it's like a bad, a negative thing? I guess you kind of. I do. mean, uh, ex-wives have described it as a bad thing. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think but this was like m- most of the "Why were you flirting with her?" accusations came from someone who cheated on me with with like double digits partners <laughs> right. when I never cheated on her. Right. I'm just talking. I'm just talking to the person that works there, trying to get more information out of them. Or maybe I'm asking for a recommendation on a dish, you know, at the restaurant. And uh, also telling her her boobs are sexy. And I'm just complimenting (laughs) like the size and shape (laughs) of them. I'm not talking about her nipple color. I love how that's like a set, such a seventh grade, like flirting, (laughs) like your boobs are sexy. Your boobs are good. Um, me sex good I feel like the the answer to that would be that's not the issue obviously like yeah. that's I mean that's a symptom of the issue um it sounds you know and I totally get that and I've totally like been there as a girl and it's kind of like if you're in a secure attachment with somebody or if you're in a secure place with yourself then it's not really a super huge issue if your partner's flirting, I think the author would say that flirting is not like a big deal. I, um, I, I wonder if she could defy define flirting any better than me. Maybe not. I don't know. So <laughs> here's what I feel like the book does. And I'm not going to like go through, I'm not going to look at the chapter list and go like, <laughs> okay, so here's the things that she says to do. Cause it's a book on dating. Yeah, she has like very 
um, a lot of chapters that are like how to know what you like and what you dislike and where to meet people and like things like that, which is like, again, like that would be helpful. Like if I was like out trying to meet folks, I guess. And unable to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like there's That's... a lot of people that for whatever reason are unable to figure out where to meet people. And they start thinking about like, Oh, there's no, you know, guys left in this town. I'm going to move, <laughs> you know? And she, I'm all about moving. Right. Yeah. So what it kind of seems like she's doing is she's like, put yourself in a position where you can have a nice conversation with somebody. Yeah. And then it, you know, get their number. Yeah. What? Okay. How about this? Like, I'm trying to like pick your brain a little more. What, what would you consider is flirting? Like a time where you've been intentionally flirty. Um, you know, I'm not positive. Uh, that <laughs> there will just be a feeling like, wow, I am wildly interested in this person. Yeah. And so we, chemistry we are going, yeah. It's yeah. almost like there's already chemistry there. Right. And then I, so one of my exes said that I don't say what's on my mind enough, mm-hmm. which regardless of how I feel or felt about her, I think there's a lot of truth to that. Uh, partly because I don't like making small talk and I don't mm-hmm. like opening my mouth when I'm not going to be heard. Mm-hmm. And um, I've got made fun of for all of the things I said throughout elementary school and high school, regardless of what I said. And so I just kind of learned to be quiet and keep things to myself. So... Later, I start to realize after I get given this advice, like, hey, if you just if you had that thought, maybe open your mouth and say so. So now I'll actually. When I think something nice about somebody, I'll just tell them. And when I think of myself as flirting, that just like goes into overdrive. And it <laughs> and I don't mean like giving disingenuous compliments to make someone believe something that's not real i'm just saying that like i like i like to hand people the truth as i see it when it will do them some good yeah whether it's you know criticism about the one thing that they need to change about what they're doing on stage or in a song or if it's like hot damn, your hair looks really nice today, you know, or you look like you are in a really good mood today and that's put me in a good mood. (laughs) And when I feel like I'm flirting, the conversation becomes like mostly that on my end. Okay. And I don't know how it is for other people. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's legit. I I don't. I will say um, a lot of this book is really heterosexual. I noticed that. Oriented. So As a straight guy, I still noticed that. She talks a lot about, like, there are no roles, you know, for men and women. There are no rules, you know, which is, like, cool. Like, yeah, I like that. I agree with that, you know. Regarding, like, 
who makes the first right, move. Right, right. Who gets whose number. Right. Um, or like who asks who out first. And like, that's cool. I like that. I will say, I just feel like flirting is different when you're flirting with someone of the same sex. So I just feel like you have to be a little more overt because... Like you said, even accused of like hitting on a guy before. Yeah. I feel like most like, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to be like, have people get mad at me, but I feel like most like gay guys, you know, like you want to, you want to fuck? Like, right. <laughs> guys will be very upfront with other guys. Right. And just like, hey man, you want to see my dick? And maybe that's not flirting. Maybe that's just getting laid. Yeah. You know, like. It's entirely possible. It, could, it doesn't yeah. mean that there's some sort of spark there. That, yeah. Like, we're going to have a relationship. And we're going to move in and get two little Yorkies. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Bonus points if you can come up with the Yorkies' names. <laughs> oh, God. Like Sid and Nancy. <laughs> Prometheus. Cute, cute little. Um, but yeah, uh, that, I mean, but yeah, so same maybe, sex flirting. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I feel like it's gotta, it's gotta be a little different. And I feel like maybe she's aware of that. And is like, even if she wrote in like some, like, this is maybe a good idea of how to flirt. If you're a woman seeking a woman, if you're a man seeking a man or all in between, but she might not know like from like her perspective as a straight woman or I wonder if that's just outside of her area of expertise yeah. or if she made a conscious decision to not write about it. I was going to say it's just like I bet like that would date a book a lot. Yeah. Like if you're like writing about same sex flirting in the 90s, it's going to be wildly different. Oh, Which yeah. I mean, that was 30 years ago. Yeah. I mean, think so same sex <laughs> flirting in the 60s yeah. in England would be like, you know, make sure they're not a cop. Yeah, do a little hand gesture. No, no. Present I just, them with uh, yeah. with a certain kind of flower. I just feel like that would date a book a lot, yeah. and that might be a conscious reason. Yeah. So, I mean, we're this lady's probably like, I don't even know. Like, well, I never even thought about it. But um, right, yeah. Somebody's gonna listen to this podcast and be like, Hey, did you know you did that? And she'll be like, What? Yeah. Or it's kind of like oh an English God. class when you would be like, what do the blue curtains mean? And like the writer's like, it's just they were blue. Yeah. <laughs> they were just blue, man. Um, so there was a thing in the book that every single time she mentioned it, I cackled exactly the same amount. It got a big laugh out of me every single time. And I don't know if she was trolling me or she was intentionally meaning for certain parts of the book to be unnecessarily hilarious. But her whole method on flirting, um, and I'm, I'm putting that in quotation marks, I don't think anybody else is, is called Hot Ape. Um, and I'm picturing like uh, Ape, Hair in curls, lipstick. <laughs> I was picturing like, you know, those like, like Valentine's, like at Walmart, they're like a gorilla with like a pink, like heart sewn on it or something. Yeah. <laughs> and it like sings some weird song from the 70s, <laughs> like a Barry White song or something. Or an Elvis song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just like picturing those little things. But yeah, it really was kind of a, I don't know, like it was kind of a ridiculous 
uh, acronym. Yeah. It stands for... But I I haven't forgotten it. A series of flirting I methods. haven't forgotten it, and that's the whole point of an right. acronym. Right. Um, she also could have gone with ho tape, though. Yeah, ho I don't tape. know that that would have been. That as would effective. make me laugh when you were saying ho tape. Um, so it's the H is humor. Mm-hmm. O is open body language, which, hey, listeners, remember mm-hmm. the book Cues? Yeah. Uh, that's sort of what this is. A lot um, of similarities. Yeah. T is touch. And then attention. Proximity, uh-huh. and then eye contact. I think you're really good at doing eye contact. <laughs> I don't know. In like a Jeffrey Dahmer kind of way. <laughs> oh, does he have a lot of eye contact? I don't. Lots know. of intense staring. <laughs> I mean, like look at look at that uh, black and white profile picture that Wes Fowinkle took of me, like oh, right. where I had to like hold an expression for thirty seconds or something. Oh, like right, that. right, right. And I look like I'm not mad. Just disappointed. <laughs> like I'm staring into your soul and maybe I'm reading too I much. I just thought this. like it looked like your picture looked like a, like those old timey people. I am like... an old timey person. <laughs> I'm from old times. Like the pictures at Cracker Barrel, nobody's cracking a smile or anything. Yeah. Like do not smile for 30 seconds during this open shutter, this long exposure. It's going to look fake. Um. So, yeah. So let's talk about. Let's talk about hot ape. Hot ape. Okay. Um, uh, humor. Yeah. So she she kind of talks about how you don't really need to, you want somebody to have a sense of humor. A lot of people say that, right? But you want somebody that has like similar. A good sense of humor is humor, what most people say. Right. I want somebody that has like a, yeah, a sense of humor, a good sense of humor. And it's usually like people who have the same sense of humor or you're just saying like you want somebody that you can like roast endlessly and they're just like I don't think she said that (laughs) (laughs) no I'm just saying like that's not a good thing you want somebody who can just like roast endlessly and they're just like okay yeah (laughs) that's they don't have a good the moment you like you say something like to like a dude or even like me whenever they're like you're really like bothering me like you're pissing me off you're like well they don't you don't have a sense of humor (laughs) yeah (laughs) um it's your problem not me but whether or not a lady is capable of making me laugh is like the on or off switch, you know, mm. for me on like whether and like if you can make me laugh all the time, <laughs> then let's talk some more. Yeah. Versus like, wow, you're a huge drag. Like I didn't crack a <laughs> smile the entire time. Uh, and I kept on trying to make you laugh and I felt exhausted at the end of the yeah. interaction because I couldn't couldn't make you laugh. I'm reminded of the again. I think these people just need to go to therapy. Well, let's talk about this. Yeah. There was there was one uh, older gentleman that I once quote flirted with in an elevator. He got in with a dachshund. <laughs> just like the setup is making me laugh. Okay. Yeah, uh, and he <laughs> it was an extremely long, short wiener dog. Like, very low to the ground, roughly five feet long. Um, Did you flirt with him by saying, nice weenie? I, (laughs) holy crap, I'm using that next time. No, what (laughs) happened was the elevator door is closing, and I looked at him and said, 
Wow, when they said to get a long little doggy, you took it seriously. <laughs> this man did not look at me, did not crack a smile. There was no chemistry. Therefore, no dating between me and this much older yeah, man. Yeah, y'all didn't, y'all didn't immediately get it on in the elevator. Somehow. Somehow. Um, and by the way, when I make a joke to a stranger in public, mm-hmm. am I flirting? I don't know. I guess it depends. I guess it depends on like your intent is what I'm gathering from context. Her book. Yeah, contacts and intent is what I'm gathering from the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I I try to think of myself. It's like I don't really think I flirt too much. Like I don't know. Like I just feel like I'm myself and I'm kind of like flirty anyway yeah that's just kind of like my state of being is like (laughs) like complimentary and like funny and people pleasing (laughs) well you're always funny thank you which is i just because somebody is funny haha in everyday life does not make them a good stand-up comedian (laughs) are you trying to diss me right but it is a prerequisite (laughs) oh you know, <laughs> not sure. like, um, not really pointed at anyone in particular. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the stand up comedians in training in this room. <laughs> That's what I thought you were doing. Um, you thought that because you're funny. Um, <laughs> but I was gonna say, I was gonna say, well, I don't really want that to be flirty because, like, if I'm doing stand-up and performing. I don't want everybody in the room to think I'm flirting with them. Actually, I do. <laughs> Please. I don't Love feel me. like I have that problem when I'm on stage. <laughs> oh, you flirt with me on stage. <laughs> um, I Yeah, I need to. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about the O in... <laughs> the big ah, Um, Open body language. Yeah, and this I think was that's the one that, This most related to cues... Right. And this was, you know, once I read this part in cues, I was like, you know, this makes makes a lot of sense, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, relating it back to being on stage. So when I'm on stage playing and I look in the audience and it's a bunch of dudes with their arms crossed, that's you not a good jump sign. Jump in it. That's not a great <laughs> sign. That's, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there being judged. By all these people are like, you know, I could do this better. But the thing is, like, they're probably just, like, trying to feel comfortable. Yeah. You're not awkward. Like, when you're not holding a drink, we've talked about this. Like, when you're at a show not holding a drink, why does it feel so uncomfortable? Like, I'll just be like, what do I do? (laughs) I just stand there with my arms straight up. (laughs) Everybody, I'm open. Um, but yeah, no, that's legit. I feel like when she she has a period where she talks about like being open and available, and I think that's where like I run into a lot. Like, I mean, it's that's the thing. Like, I don't really like want people flirting with me. That's the thing I keep I kept saying like to myself as I'm like listening to this book getting through it you know i i don't really want people flirting with me but i feel like if i were i think that would be an obstacle for me i feel like i've kind of come into a room a little like yeah like contained closed off but i practice that because i really just don't want interactions (laughs) from men (laughs) and i uh in turn 
tends to be completely invisible when I go out somewhere. Not a bad thing. And she described me in part of the book. She was yeah. like, Dude, when in a, there was a quiz, and I know that when you were listening to it, you probably went, well, that's Adam. <laughs> uh, when you arrive at a bar, do you put your head down right. after spotting your friends and make a beeline I remember for that them? part now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, I go straight backstage. I'm kind Same. of... I do not want to have a conversation with people because I don't want to, like, blow out my voice before the show. Oh, yeah. And also, like, there could be a stalker there. There could be weird people there. And, of course, there's weird people there. It's my social anxiety that makes me do that. Literally all people are weird. And and that means that no people are weird. Yeah. Um, But basically... Her advice there is if there's going to be an event or a party or whatever, Mm -hmm. get there early. Get there at the very beginning when there's not very many people there. Mm -hmm. Start talking to the other early people. Oh, my God. That sounds like my worst nightmare. That sounds like my worst nightmare. I definitely don't want to do that. Hi, guys. Yeah. (laughs) I I will say. I don't like this stuff, you know? I I know. Like, I like the the book. I just don't like this stuff. I know. know. And, like... Of course, like, as I'm getting through it, I'm like, who is this written for? Like, I just don't know. Like, even my single friends, like, I know I'm, like, you know, in a relationship and, like, but, like, my single friends, I don't even feel like are really like this. Maybe that's why they're single. I don't know. I can't say I was doing anything different. Well, if they're <laughs> if they're single, I hope that it's, I hope that they enjoy being single. Um, but a lot, yeah. it seems like the book is written for people who are trying to find who they're going to get married to, Oh, quite frankly. Oh, okay. They are trying to find, like, this book is written for people trying to find their life partner. Oh, okay. I, again, I don't feel like flirtology is a right. great I wouldn't, title for this. I, I feel like I like being kind of flirty, you know, but I'm not, like, trying to, like, take anybody home or like yeah yeah. i am i'm actually um i do flirt consciously every time i'm out and about and i deal with an older black woman like that is just my natural (laughs) go-to like the the lady (laughs) at the bank like if i am super sweet to her and very complimentary uh might get through the interaction faster and better maybe i made her day you know, and then when I leave, I've got her number, which I can call. No, but it's just it's nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just um, being nice to a person and just like having like a good energy. I feel like she would say that is flirty. I would say pro- no, but like I do like being like that. Like yeah. When I'm having like when I'm in a good like mental space, I guess, or when right. I feel comfortable, I, I will say my social anxiety, and I'm sure it's true for a lot of people, is is the biggest like hindrance. Like I'm just like, oh god, like I don't want anybody to see me or like laugh at me. I probably look stupid. <laughs> yeah. It's like, or I just, I just don't like, you know, I don't want to interact with any weird dude. Like, I can I, can I say something about looking stupid? Yeah. The other day when I, I, (laughs) when I went out the other day, I was in the middle of recording here and I had to go to the music store to buy some supplies so I could come back and record. And multiple employees in the music store stopped me to ask if I was okay. Mm Mm-hmm to ask if I'd been on tour for a really long time and to ask what was wrong. Yeah. And when I got I back home, that. my hair was all messed up. Like it was all like flipped over. 
apparently what I had done is I had my hair like in a bun on top of my head <laughs> because I had been beekeeping. Yeah. And I didn't want my hair to get like caught in the zipper for the beekeeping uh, suit. And then when I took it down, a lot of it stayed up. And I looked like a madman. I looked like a like an unkempt, unshaven madman as I like probably like red eyed walking around in this music store. So, yes, a lot of the time we look stupid, especially me. That's your point. Um, that was it. That was no, the point. Adam does rock man bun from time to time. It's pretty cute. Not in public. Yeah, no, no, no. Not as a fashion no. choice, but just like my hair is really long No, now. just for home. Home cuteness. <laughs> for baths and workouts and beekeeping. <laughs> um, your workout outfit is top notch. <laughs> Thank it's you. Your Thank you very suit. much. Um, and shoes. And shoes. Um, so that brings us to the T. All right. In tape. Touch. Um, touch. Yeah. I like touching people. I feel though. like I'm pretty good at this one. Um, and <laughs> apparently, when I'm explaining something to my bandmates, I'm flirting with them. Mm-hmm. When you like rub their butt. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, I just like touching people. I don't know. Like, sure. I like, touching like my I, I will sometimes touch someone's arm for emphasis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I noticed that was in the cues book also. That's something oh, right. that does come naturally right. to me. Not if it's an older black lady at the bank, though. I'm not going to be well, reaching. Plexiglass. I'm not going to be reaching <laughs> through the plexiglass <laughs> and like you know pointing my claw at her. <laughs> like touch me. Uh, sh- but. You know, the, the touching part seems to come fairly natural to me. Yeah. And what she's saying is that, like, that can increase the... Did she say serotonin? Or was it oxytocin? Oh, gosh, you know what? I can't remember. I get those confused. The happy love chemicals. Yeah, it's just, like, good chemicals. Uh, yeah. The, 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 the simply touch. being touched by another human being, even for yeah. a split second, can cause a little spike in that. And I think sometimes I'll use it to just drive a point home. Like, hey, I'm I'm telling you what I think is the truth right now. Arm touch, arm touch. I think that you're doing a great job. Arm touch. And if you do this, it might open things up more. Boob grab. (laughs) Sorry, Casey. Uh, um, So, yeah. How did you feel about the the? touch portion of events you said that you were down with that well so i i like that i agree with that um i like that she laid out of course i was just being goofy i like that she laid out like what is inappropriate oh yeah like touch arm or back you know upper back i think she did say lower back i know that like that kind of gets on women's nerves but she she um emphasized context don't just be like grabbing on people like if you're in a conversation and things are going well okay like you make them laugh and and you touch them you touch their arm but she's like don't just come up to some random person and just like start touching on them Absolutely i like not. that I'm yeah i like that she was that. like yeah. i don't want to hear that you've been doing this yes yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> so that's also good. I know. So I feel like in the right context, if someone's might might touch your lower back, then you might be a little bit less like stop. And I I think that maybe the layout of hot ape um might might actually be in order it might not be simply that it's spelled out a ridiculous phrase oh. but if we've got humor first if we've already yeah. got each other laughing if there's open body language yeah. then touch may be appropriate yeah and if you're on the spectrum and you can't can't gauge whether or not it's appropriate to <laughs> touch the other person yeah. yet then the then if we've got humor and open body language going on then chances are it might be a good time yeah. to try that. I was, I was, well, you said that and I was going to say, I just feel like men don't like have like a gauge, <laughs> like when things are appropriate sometimes. I think that men do have a gauge that they just they, don't care that they ignore <laughs> yeah. um, a lot of the time because guys feel like they can like, I don't like how this situation's going. Perhaps I can force it. Mm. Yeah. Which... Starts well, pushing things into a very weird area. I mean, I've talked about this like several times. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but like, I think some men like that we're uncomfortable. Like they like seeing that we're weirded out and kind of scared. It which change which the balance of power changes from being right. even to being lopsided. Yeah. And what's not like what's not to like about that for the person who is yeah. in charge. I think she does say at some point, like, in so many words, like, don't be a dick. Like, be a good person. Like, which, I, I don't know. I just feel like some guys who I've peripherally, like, heard maybe, like, sexually assaulted someone. They're like, I just thought she was into it. Like, I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to, like, save their ass. That's likely. Maybe I'm, like, giving them too much credit, which is uncharacteristic of me. <laughs> uh yeah and i also and they're wonder, like i'm a good person what do you mean like i don't know right like i deserve some credit for not having openly done this in the past where yeah, you I found out know. about it yeah yeah oh it's, um, it's a weird area for yeah. sure uh it shouldn't be but it sure is yeah um so that covers touch attention yeah Attention is the next point. Oh, that's a big one for me as far as, like, if you're trying to, like, conversate with me, if you're trying to, like, get me to like you, <laughs> like, just as, like, a person, mm -hmm. please just, like, don't be, like, talking to me or, like, asking me out to, like, coffee or lunch and be on your damn phone. Like, that, that drives me so fucking crazy. That's a really good point. I was thinking about... Um, our, our mutual friend, David, who, uh, when I was talking to him, stared over my shoulder the entire time. <laughs> um, I feel like that's kind of the opposite of attention. Yeah. I think some people might have issues with eye contact. Eye contact, of course. And that's something that I feel like she would say, yeah, you might want to work on that. Like, yeah. But I don't know. Like, I just feel like I've been out with a guy who invited me to brunch scrolled through his phone the entire time and i feel like stupid saying that because i think 30 year old me would have just been like i'm out like i'm just gonna get up and leave but I, maybe i was hungry i don't yeah <laughs> well um she actually spends a significant portion of the book talking about phones in the mm -hmm. context of dating mm -hmm. uh that like for example people who get to the party early 
and then get on their phone because it's an uncomfortable mm-hmm. situation. Um, Definitely been guilty of that for oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. On purpose. Yeah, yeah. Please uh, like, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Yeah. Um, so when you're on your phone, you're doing accidentally what I do on purpose, <laughs> which is like, I don't want to be approached right now yeah. for any reason. Like I am waiting around because I'm about to go on stage mm-hmm. or I'm waiting around because I'm about to meet somebody. But people who go to places to meet people are then displaying the exact body language as me, a.k.a. Mr. Invisible, with the same effect. That like, oh, I don't know why nobody came up to me and talked to me. Well, you were on your phone the entire time. Yeah. It's, it's very hard to, like, break that spell. Yeah. You know, of somebody being on their phone. Yeah. So if you want your flirting in quotation marks, if you want your date well, to go well. And conversely, like sometimes my friends or like my mom or somebody will be like, where have you been? I haven't been able to talk to you in like so many hours. I was like, oh, I was hanging out with my friend. Like I'm not going to be looking at my phone the whole time. Like, Yeah. So in those situations, and I've been doing this more and more often since the most recent, I guess, iPhone update where they give you all all sorts of basically yeah. variations on sleep mode yeah. where you can stop getting notifications, but you can <laughs> like, right now I have my mindfulness thing on, yeah. but I've got my notepad open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I can still look at my notes and not be distracted by news stories, incoming texts mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So like... My phone's there if I have to use it for reference, mm-hmm. if it if it's there for work. But as far as like the just screwing around on social media thing, yeah, that's not a great idea in these contexts. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I mean, like, that's just and it's also like if you're trying to do that, it it, it feels like you're kind of playing games a little bit like you're trying to like make me compete for your that's kind of like how I feel you're trying to make me like yeah. compete for your attention like am I just like not tamp dancing and being funny enough like woo, you know like am I boring you that's one that's when I'll sometimes pull out like with my friends I'll be like oh am I boring you like you're just gonna sit there on Facebook while I'm fucking talking sometimes <laughs> you'll say it when I pull up my notes to uh remind you of something <laughs> I mean, <laughs> or putting something in my calendar. Yeah. Am I boring you? No, but on the the fifteenth, <laughs> <clears throat> I just we. This is a conversation for a future episode, but we are in such demand all the time that like it's got to be like more of a lifestyle change for a lot of people. Like I'm gonna have to like make it clear, like. I don't respond to you in a few hours, you know, it's not because I'm like ignoring your ass, like, (laughs) or I can't be always available, like, Mm -hmm. you know, and people with their work and their families, that's hard. Yeah, I'll get 15 texts about, you know, just having... Gone. Or you're in a group text or something yeah. and you feel like you're like FOMO a little bit I, if you're I not am, participating. I am recording right now. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to read any of this. It's going to pull me out of the moment that I'm in. Yeah. Um. So the next one, uh, which uh, this destroys my theory about <laughs> hot ape being in order, but proximity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't want to be trying to hit on somebody from across the room. 
you don't want to be at, and this is a big thing, and I haven't mentioned this yet, but like an early assignment in this book is go ask a stranger a question. Oh, right. It does not matter if they respond. It doesn't matter how they respond. I'm always like, I don't want them to think I'm flirting with it. You know what? After reading this book, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I might do that, like just for the sake of the podcast or something, but I don't want somebody to think I'm flirting. But maybe if it was a woman, it would be, like, normal. So everything from, like, <laughs> do you know what time it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To um, what do you order at this coffee shop is, you know, I've never been here before. What do you get? <laughs> I'm going to say it to a man. He's going to be like, I have a girlfriend. Yeah, okay. exactly. Sorry. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've asked a, like, needed to know the answer to something. Right asked somebody who was nearby and they've responded with i have a boyfriend like, well okay. you asked them if she would show you her boobs <laughs> no i'm just kidding i'm sorry i'm roasting quick you so what much. do your boobs look like <laughs> i have to know i have a boyfriend god god what a prude Think very highly of yourself Bitch. apparently i wasn't even flirting with you but her point with proximity is if you're going to ask somebody that question get close enough not too close, yeah. but get close enough to where they understand that you're asking them the damn question. Mm -hmm. And I feel like sometimes, like, it's not even that I don't want people to talk to me or be near me. Like, I'm not, like, so much of a curmudgeon. It's just, like, I would welcome men talking to me. If they would just act right. Like, if you're, like, going to come up to me and be like, oh, you know, like, what's your favorite drink at this coffee shop? Or, like, you know, whatever. I'm sitting there in my head like, he's about to ask me, like, do I shave my pussy? Like, Whoa, it's going to yeah. come any it's gonna come any moment. Like, I'm just like, I can't be, like, friendly because I've got my guard up. I'm like, what is this man about to do? Like, I would love to tell you <laughs> that that, nah, that's not really a thing. That's just some guys. <laughs> but I have seen men say such incredible incredibly inappropriate stuff to strangers <laughs> stuff that i can't say on this podcast oh which if dang. that if that tells you anything about how amazingly inappropriate and overconfident some guys are <laughs> oh boy <laughs> and what do you say what do i say yeah or if you witness that or something um, or just like secondhand information I okay, so one time it was a coworker. Yeah. And I told her to tell the manager. Oh, yeah. Like she came back into oh, like the kitchen. That's just like a whole thing. Yeah. Like I wanted to embarrass this guy. Like customers do that to female servers like so much and like that's just like a whole like problem. Like as a former and probably current uh probably future restaurant yeah. worker like these people are at work right okay do not consider them like trapped meat for your scenario or they think they're being nice to me by asking my order and they're like oh this lady's flirting with me because they're just like oh hey how are you yeah uh, I don't think that there's enough delineation in this book about what is a pleasant conversation versus flirting. Yeah. And I'm going to keep on coming back to that. And that's my yeah. main criticism of the book, that if it's called flirtology, it needs to be about flirting. 
but the idea is that like if you can keep a conversation pleasant, positive, yeah. um, about the other person, generally, yeah, um, then you're doing good work yeah. towards getting another date or getting yeah. a first date, yeah. And, or like piquing that person's interest. Yeah. They leave with a positive um perception. They're like, oh, Adam or whoever, you know, Amber is this what a nice person. Like, oh, that's cool. Like thinking about them. And if you do have like a crush on that person, you might be like, Oh, we can hang out more. I don't know. She talks about extensively very from the very beginning, like don't have expectations. Yeah. So Yeah, your one expectation mm-hmm. should be t- in yourself. Mm-hmm. To ask a question. Mm-hmm. And if they're receptive to it, keep it going. Mm-hmm. Ask follow-up questions. Mm-hmm. And if you're focused on yourself and how stupid you look, and we've already, you know, we, we already know that we look stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, everybody does. Um, so you just try to keep it positive. Focus on the other person's reactions yeah. to what you're saying. And that will hopefully help bring your stress level down. Yeah, it just it's not there's not a whole lot at stake. Like just be groovy. Don't be a dick. And don't yeah, don't be rude. <laughs> the other thing that I the other most shocking thing that I witnessed, I was like fourteen. And someone who like way back in the day we used to occasionally have people pay a whole bunch of money to come hunt on our property. And we went out one night with these people who had paid to come down from, I think, Illinois to come hunt. Went out to this big dinner, and the guy said something so messed up to our server that she said, excuse me, and then walked off, and we had a different server. For the rest Good for of the night. Her. Oh and my gosh, I but stared at this guy with wide eyes for the rest of the night. And after it was over, I was like, How come nobody said anything to him? Yeah. And none of the other well, adults. You're a child. I was know. a child. Yeah, yeah. You, so you I'm feel not... like you'd get in trouble, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Or I would. I would have. Apparently, my parents didn't hear that. I told yeah. them about that and said, these people can't come back. Mm-hmm. That's messed up. I don't want to be sitting at a table with guns. <laughs> Well, yeah, but like you know, the kind of people who open carry everywhere well, they and go. And like, I'm just sitting here. I don't even. I don't even like. I'm thinking too much about this, but like, I don't even know how that restaurant was set up. But it's like she's having to like forfeit. I'm sure her big tip, like from a party. Yep. You know, yep. like that sucks. She's uh, she's being punished. You know, essentially. Yeah. Well, she traded in safety. I think for yeah. tips. And I wonder if she still tells that story to this day because it was that level of messed up. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure when people are like having conversations about like their worst customers, like if it's like you said, I'm sure that's got to be one of them. I'll tell you what it is after the podcast. Uh, Oh, God. Um, I'm scared. I'm going to be really horny. You're not (laughs) not going to be really horny. Uh, I can pretty much guarantee that. Um, And the, the E in Hot Ape is oh, eye contact. It? Okay, yeah, I forgot. Which I feel like <laughs> might be the first thing. You give them as, eyes across the room. Yeah. 
And she talks about eye contact in context of like trying to figure out who in the room is looking at me. Oh God, I hope no one. Right. And (laughs) what, what kind of eye contact do I give them back? And she's saying that like a, a lingering look once you've caught each other glancing at each other a couple of times is called for, but has to be followed up on with proximity. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so we're not just going to sit here and glance at each other for two and a half hours mm-hmm. from across the room. Like once it's been established, like, yeah, you're looking at me and I'm looking at you. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of eye contact, a little bit of a smile, and then you need to, you need to go get close to each other. Yeah. 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 And I, I think like, that is usually a good in- indication of like, okay, like this person, I'm least visible to this person. Mm-hmm. And like, I think like one of my biggest indicators if someone is like trying to like genuinely flirt with me is if they do kind of move in a little closer and like we're sitting like maybe side by side mm-hmm. instead of across or like, I don't know, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think you could tell like when someone's like, I feel like. I typically think I'm really close to someone and like in reality, like from a third point perspective, I'm pretty like far away. Mm. Like, <laughs> like I'll be like, I hope I'm not in this girl's face, but I'm like two feet away. Like I'm not even like that close. Yeah. You're just there. Yeah. <laughs> but I think a lot of um, the issue with me flirting as far as like any kind of challenge that I feel like I encounter is I'm always like, I don't want to be creepy. Yeah. And that eye contact thing is a, a really good example of where things can get creepy. Yeah. Like just sustained, like you don't want me staring <laughs> at you, to, you know, forehead tilted forward yeah. for like, is that guy still looking at me? <laughs> and you're like scanning the room and it's you look you like, like, um, like camera Bert. zooms in on I'm me. I'm thinking of like this gif of like Bert, like from Sesame yes. Street, where he's like, you're like, yeah. <laughs> Proximity. <laughs> Get closer. Um, but I just, I don't know. Like when I'm talking about like making a move, I'm like, I just want them to be creeped out. Like, I don't know. She had a lot of advice about the whole creeped out thing. Yeah. Um, do you remember any of it? <laughs> I was hoping you I felt, would. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, it, I kind of breezed through it because I felt like I wasn't really in danger of doing any of this stuff. But her point is that people generally, if they don't like you, they just don't like you. Yeah. And if they like you, they like you. And being creepy doesn't really enter into it anywhere. The biggest example of uh, something close to creepy was she and her friend had gone to a bar to catch up. A couple of guys came up to them, and they had a nice little chat and then basically gave them the the very light brush off, which was like, hey, it was nice meeting you. Um, we've got to go do some catching up, you know. Yeah. And... The guy comes back. And I don't know if this is because of alcohol. But <laughs> I was kind of wondering that. Right. <laughs> like, he sounds right. kind of drunk. Like, he's 
sober and has a conversation with him and it's very nice and whatever. And then he goes away and he has two or three beers and he's like, Let me tell you something. this is going great. <laughs> like it was going great an hour ago. And now you're just going to insert yourself back into did the situation. Did she say something to him? Like, she did. Go away. Like, yeah. <laughs> she, she was like nice yep. in, in this re- retelling. Right. <laughs> but it, it it did kind of ramp up on both sides yeah. of like the, no, I'm going to keep on inserting myself into the conversation. And no, I'm going to keep on brushing you off. And I thought like in my head, does this guy know he's doing that? I don't know. I wonder. I mean, I, I, it's not an excuse. Like, I, no. I know I've said that throughout, like, this recording. Like, do men know? But, like, it's not an excuse. I'm just saying, like, I don't think they know half the time. I think they think, oh, this girl's into me. Well, I don't, I don't exactly know what, where the difference is between a nice conversation and flirting. Yeah. And I would guess that I'm ahead of a lot of guys, uh, e- even as ignorant as I am. Just in terms of, I'm going to say this thing, and then I'm going to watch the person react to it, and mm-hmm. then I will know where to proceed from there. I, I think that a lot of guys are just going to charge ahead with their entire routine. Oh, like they've like already got, like I'm going to try to say A, B, C, D. Mm-hmm. This worked on somebody in the past, so oh. I know... It works. I didn't think about that. All capital letters, this technique works. <laughs> or they got it from the pickup artist. Yeah. Something. Right. This is, I mean, we're talking about like the kind of stuff that's probably in ads when you're like trying to watch porn. Like, <laughs> this works every time. <laughs> Try this singles. to get her into bed. Horny singles want to meet you. It's it's mostly horny milfs in my area. Oh, right, 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 right. Horny cougars or something like <laughs> Um I am trying to think of what if I respond throughout the reading of the book I've thought like what if I responded to like a man like trying to talk to me he was like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that's gonna sound on the recording, but I just hissed. Well, she um she hissed like a possum. Um <laughs> no, she hissed like one of her cats. And I I think that a lot of like, guys wow. would be fantastically weirded out by that. Oh. And I wonder what percentage would be stopped by I it. I would about to say, I mean, I'd probably be like, Oh, you're funny. You're funny. You're funny girl. Yeah. A lot of the times when I am talking to a man and I'm like humoring him, like for the sake of just like not being a bitch, like it's a lot of times like, oh, girl, you funny. So let's talk about that. Yeah. Like, let's we'll, talk we'll about the not that. being a bitch thing. Yeah. Because that's in the she book. She talks also. about this. She talks about this. Okay. Yeah. So I assume that nobody wants to talk to me. Like I assume nobody cares what I'm doing or wants to know any information about me or to interact with me at any time when I'm like in a social setting, that's kind of my default. Mm -hmm. But if a man comes up to me or like me and my friends or something, you definitely feel obligated to be like, okay, hi, you know, like as, as women, I think we're socially conditioned to, okay, you're not going to be a bitch. Like, if you say no thank you or, like, 
you know, kind of put up a boundary, then that's like being a bitch. And a lot of the times men will reiterate that social yes. crutch as being like, well, you are a bitch. So her <laughs> advice is in the context of dating. Yeah. And she's saying that, like, look, you don't. You don't owe anybody anything. You don't owe anybody anything, and you're not in charge of their feelings. Yeah, yeah. And if you already know that you're not interested, you mm-hmm. already know there's not going to be a second date, mm-hmm. or you already know that there's not going to be a first mm-hmm. date, and you're really firm about this, then who are you helping right. by sitting here with this person for two and a half hours mm-hmm. listening to them talk about uh, Dune? <laughs> I was about to say Minecraft. Right. <laughs> Um, no, I, I totally like, cause you're like in one breath, I feel like if you say like, you know, I'm not interested, thank you. I appreciate it. Which I have done Mm. like quite some time. Like if a guy comes up to me and is like, can I buy you a drink? I have some friends that are like, hell yeah, buy me a drink. You know, fuck you. Which is fine. But if I'm usually just like, no, thanks. Cause I don't want that expectation of him. Like eventually being like, okay, well now it's time to suck my dick. Like pay up for that $7 <laughs> Jameson. Um, but I'm usually like, no, thank you. Like, I'm not really interested because usually I'm not leaving the house to be like laid. Like, I don't know. Like I'm usually just like trying to have a good time and like not really worry about like some dude, but um, yeah, like, no thanks. And they'll just be like, well, you're a bitch. And I'm like, would you rather me sit here and listen to you and then not go home with you? And then you'll yeah. say I'm a bitch. Like, why'd yeah. you leave me on? Right. You can't win. I, can't I win. think, <laughs> I think that one thing that you're talking about is the safety issue. Yeah, for sure. Of declining a man's advances. And, um, we're not talking about feelings at this point. We're talking yeah. about safety. Yeah. And I feel like she, uh, maybe it's a good idea for her book to kind of glaze over that. Mm -hmm. But I think that it has to be talked about by us. Yeah. Which, you know, like it's, the way that she does cover it is if the other person is not receptive to your advances, then you know that you don't need to spend any more time on them. Yeah. Not that you need to get offended or try harder. Yeah. There's a lot more people right here. Yeah. No. Don't get focused on one person. Don't get your feelings hurt by one person. She tells a story about like she saw somebody that she found very attractive, Mm -hmm. walked up to him and started trying to have a conversation. And he just stood there and stared at her. (laughs) And then the guy's girlfriend arrived. Ew. And she was talking about how she took it real personally. That this guy, you know, didn't want to talk to her, mm-hmm. and then she saw the reason why. Right, right. Like, okay, well, he didn't have to be weird, but I get it now. <laughs> and people just take things so personally. I just don't understand people who take everything so personally. I'm kidding. That's all I ever do. <laughs> I was going to say, I wonder if, like, that guy, like, on the inside in her story was like, oh, God, my girlfriend's going to my girlfriend's gonna see this she's gonna like flip out (laughs) like i'm gonna be like lashed i was just getting yelled at right before i came to to meet my girlfriend oh it's just saunters up she's ruining everything by trying to talk to me 
How could you please not exist right now? No. I this mean... was supposed to be a date with my girlfriend, and now I'm going to get yelled at for three hours. Um, yeah. Gene. You don't know people's stories. Yeah, Gene. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you should be able to say, hey, I'm not interested. She talks a lot about compatibility as well as like, if you turn somebody down or if there's a reason that they're just not doing it for you, then you don't want to be like married to that person. Yeah. So like you shouldn't get like your feelings hurt or take it personal if they like say like they don't want to see you. What the part that gets hairy is when a guy is clearly not into you and is giving you signals that he's not into you, but he's still like, flirting with you or having sex with you and then just ghost you like that's where things get a little ridiculous you've got to be pretty honest on your part as well wow i never thought about that (laughs) i think i've had relationships like that (laughs) okay so in in conclusion this is a pretty good book about dating Right. It is not a good book about flirting at all. Yeah. Um, uh, because it just, it doesn't really talk about what flirting is. Yeah. Unless. It's just very broad, I think. Unless flirting is always just having a nice conversation with somebody. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's pretty broad. And like I said at the beginning, it's about your intent and like kind of your energy. Yeah. And so... If you're really intending on flirting, you're going to flirt. If you're intending on having a nice conversation, that's all it is. But what? Yeah, exactly. But you say... you're. What if I'm a guy, hypothetically, if I'm a man? Your question is that you're not intending to flirt, but you perceive that way. But also, multiple people have said, yeah, I tried to flirt with you. Oh. And I didn't recognize it as such. Mm -hmm. I thought we were just having a nice conversation. Uh Uh-huh. I've even had people tell me that they weren't interested in me in that way. We've had nice conversations, <laughs> and then suddenly they're drunk and crying and yelling at me because I'm not making any sexual advances. Like, well, you did say <laughs> that you weren't interested in me in that way. So now we can just have nice conversations I feel... without worrying about flirting. But apparently all of this was flirting. Yeah, I feel like when you've told me that story in the past, like I've just thought, oh, you know, like I felt badly for that person, like their previous experiences with men Mm -hmm. that are so mixed signally. Like that's probably what they're adhering to. They were just playing out. Yeah. 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 And and when you meet somebody who's like genuine and like not going to screw you over in some way, like it's a little alarming and you're going to kind of like sabotage it. In in such a way. People like to sabotage things anyway. Yeah. Like, no matter what. Yeah. Uh, So that's what we've learned today. (laughs) Now, uh, please feel free to check out this book. Yeah. Uh, I I feel like the the narration is very nice. Um, It's recorded well just to to cover the bases uh, as far as production. This was not recorded on an iPhone. (laughs) Like some books we've done. And uh, she's a good writer. Oh, yeah. If you're trying to meet Mr. or Mrs. or they write, um, then I think this gives you some pretty good pointers on how to go out there and have a nice time. 
I'm still kind of yeah. lost about what flirting is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I ugh. look. If y'all have any questions about flirting, just ask me. I'll tell you. And I don't know. ask me. <laughs> no, just kidding. I feel like I'd be like, what? I don't know. I don't get it. I have friends ask me all the time, and Adam is like peripherally witnessing this like third party where I'm like, my friend is like upset because a guy like told her like he was gonna call her back and he didn't, and like I I don't know like he's just seems like he's just not into it. <laughs> Maybe he died. <laughs> Maybe he died. That's the only excuse. When I got stood up that time, mm-hmm. I in my head I was like, he better be dead. <laughs> That's the only excuse I'm gonna accept. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, and uh, that just one last little thing. She. Speaking of how often people ghost dates now, just don't show up. Uh, this has rude. to do with internet dating. Oh, yeah. She goes into like a rant on internet dating that I don't disagree with. Yeah, she's basically like the the internet actually interferes with hot ape <laughs> in, a, in a big way. I'm not a fan way. of online dating. Surprise, surprise. It's not really... Her her My points bag. are just real quick that like you might think that you have a lot of chemistry with somebody and then you meet them. Yeah. And it's not that way at all. I'm the opposite. Like I just cannot connect with somebody just on text. Like I want if I meet you first and we have a connection, then sure, yeah. But right. I'm like like I can't like really like maintain like interest. And maybe that's shitty of me, but it's just like hard. It's hard for me. Do you feel like there's anything from this book that's going to like change your behavior in any Ooh, way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot to think about that for this one. Um, I think just like being more open to experiences of having pleasant interactions with people, like maybe me trying to like step out a little more mm-hmm. and be more flirty, but not in a way where there's expectations of like sex or relationships or anything that I'm not prepared for. I feel like one of my defaults is to, um, if I try to say something to somebody in public, regardless of my intentions and it's not well received, uh, I feel like I'm going to (laughs) die. And this book makes me feel much less so. Yeah. That I'm not, I did not need to be hanging my ego, essentially, yeah. on every interaction that I have with strangers. That person might suck. Yeah. And that doesn't have anything to do with me. Yeah. I'm in control of my side of the conversation. I'm in charge of keeping it going if I want to. And I'm in charge of stopping it if I find it tiresome and boring. Look at this philosophical. Bam information so in in a lot of ways in actually wholly in unexpected ways uh i found this book helpful yeah no totally i totally agree with that just it just didn't do what i thought it was gonna do which teach you how to flirt why are you trying to learn how to flirt and how to not flirt why are you trying to learn how to flirt just kidding All right, you want to tell them about our socials? Um, I was really like trying to slyly look at, um, trying to look up Gene Smith's socials. I couldn't find any. Well, just look up uh, or go to flirtology.com. Oh, maybe she does earlier. have like an Insta that's like just flirtology. Yeah, I don't... and it'll have 
It'll I have don't links know. to all of her stuff from there. But um, ours is at checking.in.podcast on Instagram. Um, we have a little link tree in our Instagram and we try to keep it updated pretty well, even when we're on a break. Um, and I do have information usually about like comedy stuff. Yeah. What you, what you got coming up since, uh, is it going to air? I don't think it's going to air. Oh, before, dang it. Yeah. So I might be outperforming by yeah. the time. This. By the time you hear this, <laughs> she will no longer be a novice. Um, a live stand-up virgin. A grasshopper. Um, and if you like the idea of listening to me talk to musicians mm. about what makes them tick and what drives them and what they're thinking about when they're doing what they do, check out Power and Volume on Instagram. It's spelled out. There's no ampersand or anything. Cool. No plus sign. Oh, cool. It was available? Power and Volume. Nice. Yeah. Look at you. Didn't even have to pay for it. Didn't even have to pay for it. <laughs> All right, folks. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you.